You know, one of the uh, one of the best things about going to the beach is that nobody cares what you do, um, and they really don't. Like, I, like, like I would never come up here to preach with my shirt off, but um, and you're like, thank God. Anyway. <laughs> But I would at the beach. I would at the beach. And it doesn't matter if you're tan, not tan. It doesn't matter if you're fit, not so fit. It doesn't matter if, if you go to the beach all the time. If it, it's just you can do whatever you want. And the best part about it is that you can do whatever you want, and I'm going to be there to watch it. <laughs> I love watching people. And, and so sometimes when I'm watching people at the beach, I'll see people who walk up, and they have one of these in their hand. And I have this thought, that's not going to help you. <laughs> I know you're going, would it help you? No, I would need a case or two of these tied together like Tom Hanks and Castaway to help me. But I see people with one of these, and I'm thinking, surely that's just for, I'm talking about people my age. And I know they're cheap, that's why they do it, because it's only a dollar. It used to be a dollar, they're probably a dollar fifty now. But um, I'm thinking, that's not going to help you. As a matter of fact, I know it's not going to help you. You know how I know? I've never seen a lifeguard with one of these. You ever seen him running like on Baywatch? I never watched Baywatch. <laughs> Captain, you ever seen the lifeguard reach out and go, grab the pool noodle. I'm going to throw you the pool noodle. You need this. Just doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, I've been on a cruise. Been on a cruise. And, and on a cruise, if you've ever been on one, before the boat leaves, everyone has to report to the safety meeting. Everyone has to report. And you report to the safety meeting. And I've never had them say, and if, if things go down bad, if it starts to sink, in your room's a pool noodle. And that's what you need right there. I've never had them say that. I've been on an airplane. I've been on an airplane where they've done the buckle and everything like that. And they said, hey, and if this thing starts going down, underneath your seat's a pool noodle. You're going to be all right with that. Just don't do that. And it's with this backdrop that we are in week seven, I think, of the questions Jesus asked, where we talk about that, man, Jesus asked these amazing questions. Sometimes they were, I've told you, they're in your face. Sometimes they seem absurd or obscure. Sometimes they're just like these random questions. And the question for today is, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? And I talked about that uh, last week, that desperation is great motivation. Man, fear is the great crippler. It's a great crippler of dreams, of hopes, of plans. It is the great crippler of faith. So here's the story. Here's the story. I love the story. As evening came... Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, and other, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. Then he asked, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? 
The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. And so the point of the day's message is this. I will stay afloat with Jesus in the boat. I will stay afloat with Jesus in the boat. So let's talk about it for a second. Let's look at it. The first is this. So we all have real reasons to fear. We all have real reasons to fear that. Um, I was thinking about just these fears we have, talking about fear being a great crippler, and how the, 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 we have some fears now. They're not really fears, but we have some fears now that we didn't have 30 years ago. I mean, simply 30 years ago that we have some fears now, that we, ha- we have these thoughts, and I'm using the word fear. Uh, give me some looseness here. Uh, the word fear, uh, anxiety, uh, whatever. Uh, but we have some fear now, like, there's not going to be a good Wi-Fi. Oh, that's a fear. Like, we have these thoughts. Like, ooh, I got this fear. They don't, they don't have good Wi-Fi. I don't know if I'm going to go or not. We have this fear of being videoed, being videoed, uh, uh, doing something stupid. Like, I don't know if you, you, you like, I, there's nowhere you can go now and not be videoed. You know that, don't you? Nowhere. There's nowhere. I'm not wanting to do anything stupid. I'm just, I have these thoughts in case. But years ago, 30 years ago, man, you had to break out a big camera. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, hold on a second, do that again. And it just, it's not like that. So you had this fear of doing something stupid. We had this fear of forgetting our passwords. You ever think about it? I hope I can remember my password. Start feeling this anxiety come over you. 30 years ago, I didn't have any. Did you have any passwords? Any passwords? A fear of being insensitive. Like, I, I, I would just, I'll be perfect. There are times where I want to comment on a text, even with friends, and I think I don't do it because if someone saw it, it could be deemed insensitive. You ever, you ever think that? Like, you lose your job over something like this. I mean, I'm, I'm, not even talking, I'm talking about just being funny. We have gotten so sensitive to being insensitive that, that there's this fear of, of being, coming. I don't want to come across insensitive. And so I say that with what I say the next one, fear of missing a special day. Man, there are so many special days. You know what I'm talking about? Have you noticed that? You look on your calendar. There are days I never knew existed before that are now days. There, there are special days. National Sun's Day. I never knew that. that, that my parents, look, you're talking about me missing it. They never told me that. <laughs> I, that never happened. It's National Sun's Day. Why don't you go mow the yard? Okay, great. Administrative assistance. I love my administrative system. Lee is unbelievable. But it's hard to keep up with days. Like administrative. Indigenous Peoples Day. I never knew that existed. I don't even know what to do with that day. And that sounds insensitive. I don't mean it to be mean. I'm just saying there's all these things that we, we all these, all these things. But there's some real fears. That we all have reasons to be fearful. Like, I read this passage, and I think sometimes we forget that, man, this was crazy what just went down. When we read the Bible, we think, yeah, there's a storm, you know, they were scared and everything like that. Let's walk through it for a second. He says, but soon a fierce storm came up. Look, this is a real reason to fear. The word here, uh, windstorm, some translations, a gale. These guys, many of them were professional fishermen, scared to death by the storm. That, uh, 
the Sea of Galilee where they were at, that it's kind of made like a wind tunnel there that the wind would come through and it would create storms that were just unbelievable. Just the mountains on the side, it would just kind of run right through there. And I think the truth is, is that we fear storms. They say that you're either in a storm, you've just gone through a storm, or you're about to enter a storm. That's what they say. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what people say. I've said it. And then I think about storms that we have, storms that, that come up in our life, storms, and some of the storms are, are, are that we create, they're, they're, they're self-inflicted, that, you know, you, you, you spend too much money and you don't have any money. Uh, I, I think about uh, you know, years ago, I, I took some kids when I was in youth ministry, I took, my, I took some kids to um, this, this festival, and it was super hot that day, and uh, we had been there five minutes, and he came back and he said, man, I bought a shirt. I said, great. He goes, I don't have any money, to, anything to drink. I said, it stinks to be you. You know what I'm saying? So that's a storm. I didn't. I bought him something, y'all. Because I didn't want to be insensitive and get fired. So. Some of the storms are just life, and life happens. Things break. The word cancer. does not discriminate from any of us. We have problems. We experience pain. Some of the storms are not our fault. They're just life. Some of the storms come from the enemy that we're under attack, that we're trying to follow Christ and he's pulling out all the stops. You've been there. I've been there. He's pulling out all the stops. I want to see you. You're going to throw a storm in your life. Well, it's not just storms that happen. It says that the waves were breaking into the boat. That your world's rocking. Your world's rocking. Man, your world is just, you're turned upside down. You're wondering, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why did I do that? Man, you're just rocking. And then it goes even further. He says, and it began to fill with water. They start getting this sinking feeling. You ever had that sinking feeling? I'm going down. And I've, I've shared this with you before. I, I've had this thought many a time that when I was younger, I thought, man, I'm going down. We're going down here. The dishwasher broke. We're going down. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what I was thinking at the time. Going down. We're not going to be able to. Something happened. Somebody's sick. Or somebody died. This is going down. I got this sinking feeling. We've all been there. Some of you are there right now. And it leads us to this question about Jesus. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Now, sometimes I love the description of the Bible. Jesus carried a pillow with him. You know what I'm saying? This is funny about <laughs> Jesus. I got my pillow. I'm ready, guys. And when we're going through storms... We wonder, where's Jesus? Why is this happening? Why are you not doing anything? I'm praying. I'm praying. I've been praying about this. You see me here? You see me in this situation? I need help. You're not doing anything. You're sleeping on the boat. And it leads to the last one. We come up with this question. 
Don't you care? Jesus, don't you care? So there's some real fears. And there's some real storms. And none of us are immune to them. So what do you do? What do you do? If we're going to stay afloat because Jesus is in the boat, I know it's a catchy title and everything, but how does that work? There's some real fears. So what do you do? You hold on to the words of Jesus. You hold on to the words of Jesus. Um, we watched our grandkids this weekend. And um, since having grandkids, I had forgotten that um, they love to jump and stuff. Like I, I was watching Nora. She woke up this morning. She's jumping from couch to couch. I wake up, you know, I can't even hardly get up. She's jumping from couch to couch. And this is one thing they love to do. Like, I'll just be, I forgot this because we had four kids. This happened all the time. But I forgot this. I would be sitting there. Some days you're just sitting there and all of a sudden your kid just jumps on you. You know what I'm talking about? They're just, what are you doing? What are you, just jumping on you. And they jump on you and then they hold on. And I started to think about the times when my kids would hold tight. When we met a stranger. When there are fireworks. When it was dark, when they were sick, when you and I are in a storm, you got to hold on tight. You got to hold on. You got to hold on tight. And we can't really hold on physically to Jesus. And so we have to hold on to his words. That his words that he's given, he's given us promises. He's given us uh, remedies. He's given us uh, a chance to to live out what he said through our faith. To trust him. To simply just, if you just picture it, just holding on. I'm holding on to his word. I'm believing his word. I'm believing what he said more than I am believing in the storm. I'm believing that Jesus is going to do what he said he's going to do more than I am believing that I'm going to sink because that's what you and I have to do. We've got to hold on to the words of Jesus in the midst of the storm. And listen to me, hear me. And if you don't hear anything, all the powers of hell are going to get you to, to grab, to let go. You let go. Don't listen. It's not, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about what he saw, what was going on. In your life. He's asleep. That's what's going on. And you've got to make a decision. Now I'm going to hold on to what Jesus says. And my world may seem like it's crashing down, but I will stay afloat because I've got Jesus in the boat. Amen. That's what's going on. So let me run through just simply some of the words of Jesus. I don't have all of them here, but I'm going to run through some. You better have some words of Jesus that you're going to hold on to. The first is this. Start at the beginning of the story. The beginning of the story. Jesus says to the disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. Let us, let us. Jesus said, we're going to the other side of the lake. You either believe him or you don't. They're going to the other side of the lake. Jesus, you think the storm surprised Jesus? Oh, man, I didn't know there was going to be a storm. We just stayed on the shore. No, Jesus knew there was going to be a storm. He said, we're going to the other side of the lake. A lot of people think that this was a demonic storm because when Jesus gets to the other side of the lake, he is met by a legion of demons. And the word Jesus says, you're going to hear me talk about it, when he says, be silent, the word actually means be muzzled, that Jesus was shouting out. He knew the storm was coming. He knew it was coming. He was telling him, he said, we're going to the other side of the lake, that if you're with me, you're going to be okay. That's the first thing we've got to shore up in my life, that if I got Jesus Christ, I'm going to be okay. 
that I've got to hold on to these words. So let me give you some words, just a few words to hold on to. I'm going to run through them here. Jesus says, I've told you this, so you may have peace in me. Here on earth, we will have many trials and sorrows. Now, I want to share this with you. Some people believe that when you accept Christ, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. Jesus never said that. Never said it. And some people get frustrated when they start following Christ that bad things do happen to them. He never said nothing bad would ever happen to you. He says, but take heart. Hold on. Hold on right here. When you, when you want to give up, you take heart. You hold on. You hang in there because I have overcome the world. That if you've got Jesus, you've got all you need. Second scripture. We've used this many times, but listen, listen to it as if you heard it for the first time. Then you're in the middle of the storm. Jesus is calling out to you. He said, come to me. All who are weary and carry heavy burdens. If you're carrying something today, you're not meant to carry it alone. Jesus said, come to me. You come to me. I am what you need, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Man, you've got to have some words that you're going to hold on to. And then finally, this third one, Matthew 6, I think about this often. Jesus said this, seek the kingdom of God above all else. He says, you put me first, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. I have all I need in Jesus Christ. And he calls me and says that he will be my peace, that he will supply my needs, that I can come to him with any burden, with anything, and he gives rest. He is what I am looking for. Which leads me to the last. I want to spend a little bit of time here. That I will stay afloat with Jesus in my boat. I have no idea what you're going through. Maybe you are in a storm. Maybe you've just come out of one. I'm going to read the story again. And then... The last part of the scripture is going to flash on the screen, but I'm going to read it to you again. I want you to hear it. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat. They didn't go out without him. They took Jesus in the boat and they started out. Leaving the crowds behind, the other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke, he woke up, he rebuked the wind and the waves. Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was great calm. Then he asked them, 
Why are you afraid? So let me ask you this question. What are you afraid of today? What are you afraid of? What's your biggest fear? Let me share some of mine with you. I fear failure. I don't want to be a failure. I fear looking stupid. I don't know about you. I do it pretty good, but I fear it. I fear my past sometimes. I fear the future sometimes. I fear the present sometimes. I fear that sometimes Jesus won't be enough. I have this just crazy fear sometimes. What if we were to rephrase it? What if you were to rephrase it? What if I were to rephrase it? Then he asked, he said, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. And then hear this last part. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Even the storms that are in your life, they obey that God is what you need. Jesus is who you need. And if he's in your boat, you will stay afloat. You know what's funny about these pool noodles? That if you look on here, there is a disclaimer that says, this will not save your life. That's what it says. There's a disclaimer that says, this is not a life-saving device. So many times, man, we're looking for something and it's never going to save us. It's never going to eradicate the fear. It's never going to keep us afloat. Only that happens through Jesus Christ. When you place your trust in him, that you claim his promises, that you know what, you are what I need, that you are enough, that you are bigger than any fear that I have, any situation that comes, any storm that, that hammers me, that you are enough. And if I... Have Jesus in my boat. I'm going to stay afloat. Come hell or high water. So. What do you do with this message? You know, Cameron talked about that. One thing that we do not want to do is. Feel pressure, he and I, to make people come forward. To make people do anything. That the work of the Lord would just be. And so. Today, I've kind of orchestrated a, a closing for you to say or not to say. And if you want to come forward, you can. If you want to do it there, you can. It doesn't matter. But I thought about, what if you were to make a declaration? The words are important to me. They're important to Jesus. What if you were to make a declaration today? That whatever you're fearing today... You just simply make this declaration that, Jesus, I'm believing in you more than I am that. And so, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. You're just going to make this prayer, and you don't have to. It's just between you and the Lord. It's not a magical thing, but it's just you making a statement of faith. So here goes. I'll say it, and then you repeat after me. And you can bow your head. You can do whatever you want. I'm going to bow mine. Jesus, I don't want to live in fear. Repeat it. 
I'm trusting you today to save me, to sustain me, to give me peace. Thank you for loving me unconditionally. We pray in your name. Amen. I was talking to someone two weeks ago about why I believe in Jesus. I'm, I know we got two minutes, but uh, and so I got to share my story. I've gotten to share it twice the last couple of weeks, but I got to share it two weeks ago. And I said one of the things that drew me to Jesus was that He loved me unconditionally. It still draws me to Jesus. Look, that is a strong word. Listen to me, unbelievable word. A word that I only see played out in marriage. You know, Paul uses the illustration of marriage as Christ in the church. And he used the illustration. But hear me on this. Jesus Christ loves you unconditionally. Even in the midst of your worst day. Even in the midst of your worst fear. He loves you. Hold on to that. Hold on. I'm praying that you do. Let me pray for you. Father. I thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what storms are raging, no matter if we even have that sinking feeling that we can reach out to you and we will stay afloat, that you will sustain us, that you are the one who saves us. And you give peace. Lord, I pray for peace for us today in the midst of whatever's going on. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hope you come back next week.